Hey everybody, welcome to uh, Here's the Deal. I'm Rick Countryman, I'm your host, and I'm glad to be with you today. I know many of you uh, listen to the podcast, and I'm grateful for that. Many of you are watching live right now on the broadcast. Some of you will watch it, you know, actually watch it sometime uh, in the future on, uh, on the broadcast on Facebook. But as I always say, I don't care how you're, you're, you're hearing this right now or watching this right now. I'm just grateful you're with us. Had a whole bunch of people last week respond to some of the things I talked about. I'm going to follow up uh, with, with, with um, some more thoughts about Christmas and what this time of year is about. Um, so before I get into any of that, let me do a, a couple of announcements real quick. All right need to make sure that uh, if you're a single person, that you have uh, February 11th, that's a Friday, and 12th, that's a Saturday, kind of marked off on your calendar. Um, I'm going to be uh, hosting a Choose Wisely conference. It's the first one ever to happen, and it's happening at Big Valley Grace in Modesto, California. It's Friday night and Saturday. And it's, like I said, it's for single people. The, the second greatest decision you will ever make in your life is who you're going to marry. The first greatest decision is Jesus, is surrendering your life over to Jesus. That, that's the greatest decision you'll ever make. The second one, in my opinion, is who am I going to marry? And this conference, this Choose Wisely conference, is going to be a real blessing to all of you, whether you're you're maybe a senior in high school, maybe you're a college student, and marriage is kind of way off in the future, it's still going to be a great conference for you. Maybe uh, you're in your 20s, 30s, maybe you've been married and divorced, this will be a great conference for you. There will be three general uh, sessions, and I will lead two of them. Pastor Scott Miller will lead one of those. And then there'll be some breakout sessions. We're going to have some great music. It's $20, and that includes lunch on Saturday. So you're going to want to make sure you sign up. Just go to bigvalleygrace.org backslash choose wisely. Okay? And uh, you'll see the conference. You can register there. There's more details given to you about the conference there. And so you're going to want to make sure you do that, okay? BigValleyGrace.org backslash choose wisely. And you can register 20 bucks, man. That's nothing. It really is, is nothing to invest in your spiritual life, okay? And uh, so February 11th and 12th, make sure you get registered for that. I'll put something out there on my Facebook page, the Here's the Deal Facebook page and the Big Valley page, just reminding you all uh, to get registered. Tell friends about it. I think it's going to be really fantastic, okay? Um, so I was asked a bunch of questions this week, got a bunch of texts and emails. Hey, I'm trying to you know, find a great spiritual gift for my husband, my wife, my children, other than a Bible or a devotional. What is something you recommend? Well, I've got the perfect thing, and it's not too late to receive it, believe it or not. And that is a, a subscription 
to Answers in Genesis. I receive all of their information. I get their magazine. This is kind of their, their, their flagship magazine. It's called Answers, Building a Biblical Worldview. I also get the uh, Answers Insider. And then they also make a Kids Answers. And this is for children, and it's fantastic. And imagine every month your grandchild, your child will get this Answers Kids uh, magazine. It's really, really great. Your husband could get this magazine. Your wife could get the, the, the adult magazine and, uh, and make a great spiritual Christmas gift. And all you got to do is go to their website and, and navigate it. And um, this would be a great gift. I don't get anything for advertising, okay? I don't get any kickbacks or anything like that. I'm sure Answers in Genesis is thrilled I'm doing this, but I get nothing from them. So I'm just telling you, I get this. I love it. It's the favorite magazine that I get, and I want it in paper. I don't want to get it. I get a lot of magazines on my, on in apps and things like that, but I like this one. So uh, this would be a great gift to give someone you love, and it'll help their spiritual life this next upcoming year. And another question I got is, hey, what were some books? And I'll talk more, maybe more about this next week. What would be some, you know, five Christian books that, you know, you would recommend that I read this next year, 2022? Okay, I read a lot of books. And I'm going to say about 60% of them are horrible. They're not worth reading. I would never recommend them to you. Um, but there's about 40% in all different categories that I think, wow, that's a solid book. That's a great book. Every believer should read that book. So I'm going to give you five. Okay, These aren't the top five. These are just five books that you as a follower of Jesus, I think you ought to order them, get them on your Kindle. Doesn't matter. Christian books like this, I think you should actually have the book. But even if you got them on your Kindle, that's okay. You ought to order these five books and and just make a goal that, man, I'm I'm gonna read, you know, take four of them. Say I'm gonna read one every quarter. But these would be five books I highly recommend. And the first one, and like I said, these aren't in any particular order, is a book uh, entitled Knowing God. It's by J.I. Packard. It's 288 pages long. So it's not a big long book, but wow. It's a book that every believer, every follower of Christ should read, Knowing God. The second book I'll recommend is The Holiness of God, and that's written by R.C. Sproul. It's only 244 pages, so it's you know 40 pages shorter than, than, than Knowing God. But wow, what an incredible book. Every Christian ought to read that book. The third book I'm going to recommend to you is The Attributes of God by A.W. Pink. It's only 127 pages. You probably read that in a day, maybe two days. You could probably reread it a couple of times. So those would be three books. You got Knowing God, The Holiness of God, and The Attributes of God by A.W. Pink. And then the fourth book I'll recommend is called Awe. A-W-E, Awe, and it's by uh, Paul Tripp. It's 205 pages long. 
So these aren't big, thick, you know, books, you know, that can intimidate a lot of people, but they're super solid books. And then the last one I'll recommend is Francis Chan's book, Crazy Love, and it's 224 pages long. And these would be five books. And as I said, maybe I'll um, talk a little bit more about books you should read next week because I got a lot of people asking, what, what are books? I, I really want to make 2022 count. I, I want to read some good, solid Christian books, theological books. What are some books you would recommend? And so here are our five, okay? Knowing God by J.I. Packard. The Holiness of God by R.C. Sproul. The Attributes of God by A.W. Pink. Awe by Paul Tripp and Crazy Love uh, by Francis uh, Chan. Okay, so with that, here's what I want to do. Uh, I started something uh, last week and um, about why we celebrate this time of year. And uh, obviously, I've just had a ton of conversations with people. Sometimes at grocery stores, sometimes it'll be at church, sometimes, you know, friends will call and could be over coffee or whatever. And um, this time of year, it's really interesting. People want to talk about spiritual things. They want to talk about the birth of Christ. They want to talk about all these kinds of things. And, and it, 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 I don't know if it's because people are listening to Christmas music, which tends to be really theological and so their minds are filled with different kinds of music. I don't know if it's the shows they're watching. I, I don't know if it's because of the cards they get that tend to have verses in them and things like that. But people are really open to talking about spiritual things. And I've had a lot of people ask me about this time of year and what are the implications of it. And every Christian... Every follower of Christ should really be able to explain this time of year and, and be able to explain it really well, okay? Because it's not about trees, and it's not about wreaths, and it's not about lights, and it's not about presents. It's not about nativity scenes or three, you know, wise men. It's not about any of that. This is a season about Jesus. This is a season that God sent his son, the second person of the Holy Trinity, to planet Earth. And I had, I, I was in one of my files and I found this uh, paper that was written by a, a guy I like, John Piper. And, and uh, in fact, all next week probably has some books that he has written that I think you should read. And I really like this. I thought about the 12 days of Christmas, you know, and um, I'm going to give you 12 reasons for this season. And they're just from the scriptures. These are 12 scriptures. These are, this is what the word of God says about this season and why we celebrate it. And you should write these down. These would be fun things to share with your children or your grandkids or your friends or your neighbors or whoever. They're, they're, they really are because they speak for themselves. And the first one is John 18.37. John 18.37, Jesus said, For this I was born... And for this, I come into the world to bear witness to the truth. So right here, Jesus said, this is why I've come into the world. I've come into the world to bear witness to the truth. 
Okay, we're, we're just going to let the scripture speak for itself. Here's number two, okay? This would be First uh, uh, John chapter 3, verse 8. I talked a little bit about this last week. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Once again, the reason why we, ha- we celebrate this time of year, according to John, is Jesus came, the second person of the Holy Trinity came to destroy the works of the devil. And when you got to understand what was the work of the devil, remember, you got to go back all the way to Genesis chapter 3, where the devil deceives Adam and Eve, and they eat the forbidden fruit. They, they disobey God, which brings sin into the equation of life. That was the devil's work. And here we have John telling us that the reason why we celebrate this time of year is because Jesus came to defeat the works of the devil. Here's number three, Mark chapter 2, verse 17. Those who are well have no need of a a physician, but those who are sick, they're the ones that need a physician, right? I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. That's why I came. I, I came to call those that are sinful. And you know what? You have to recognize that you're sinful. A lot of people don't recognize it. A lot of people think that they're, they're righteous all on their own. They're self-righteous. They think they're good people. They've done a lot of good deeds, a lot of good things or whatever. You've got to recognize that you're unrighteous. You've got to recognize you're sinful. And Jesus said, I came to call those people. That's why I came. Number four, The Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. That's Luke 19. Talked about that last week, Luke 19.10. Jesus said, the reason why I came was to seek lost people and then to save them. That's why I came. Number uh, five, uh, Mark chapter 10, verse 45 says, The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. The reason why he came was to serve people, and the greatest way he could serve you and I was to give his life up as a ransom. I mean, think about it. That's the greatest way you can serve somebody is to actually give your life up for him. Number six, Galatians chapter four, verse five says, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoptions as son. Boy, that's that's crystal clear, isn't it? Here's why Jesus came. He was born of a woman. He was born under the law. Why? To redeem those that were under the law. The law was, it condemned us. And that's why, that's why he came. Number seven, for God so loved the world that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting God, life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's John 3, 16, 17. See, Jesus didn't come to bring condemnation. That's not why he came. We were already condemned. Our sin already condemned us. He didn't need to come and condemn us. He came to save us. That's what he came to do. And and so this time of year, John 3, 16 and 17, wow. You know, maybe the two famous verses in all the Bible really give us a great, great thought as to why he came. Number eight, 1 John chapter 4, verse 9. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. Okay, that's crystal clear. 
God sent his son. Here's why I sent my son, so that we might live through him. You certainly kind of get the feel for all these verses. They're all basically saying the same thing. They're just coming at it from different angles. Verse uh, number nine, uh, John 10, 10. I came, Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. You see, we were dead in our sins. He came that we might have life. And not just life down here, but life eternal. That's why he came. Number 10, Luke chapter 2, verse 34. Behold, this child is set for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and for a sign that is spoken against, that the thoughts of many may be revealed. Wow. That is really powerful. You, you can start to kind of feel the, the theme. Number 11, he has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of the sight to the blind, to set liberty, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. That's Luke chapter 1, verse 18. Man, all throughout the scriptures, you see why we celebrate this time of year. This time of year is remembering why Jesus came. And last but not least, number 12, and this is found in uh, Romans 15. Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promise given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. Wow, look, I, I, could, I could go on and on and on. But here we are, you know, got a, man, Christmas is coming, right? It's, it's, it's this Saturday, if you're watching this here uh, live on Wednesday. May these verses, these 12 verses, somehow rattle around in your mind as you think about what's happening when you gather around your tree. And it's easy just to rat, rip open presents and watch your grandkids or your kids or, you know, you just, you, you can lose what we're celebrating. And I hope that these 12 verses would, um, would be a blessing to, to you, okay? So don't forget, go to bigvalleygrace.org backslash choose wisely and register for the conference on Friday the 11th and Saturday the 12th. It's really going to be great. I'm telling you, it will be a great way basically to kick off your year. It's only 20 bucks, and that includes lunch. Make sure you hit like. Tell your friends about the program. Uh, you know, Download the podcast if you haven't done that. And we'll see you next Wednesday. Okay, blessings, everybody.